Hello and welcome to the Onside Punt podcast. My name is Kat and I'm joined by Dave. How you doing, mate? Hey, Kat. How are you, mate? Pretty good. Pretty good and ready to get into this episode. Um, today we're going through pretty much everything to do with the NFL draft. So it just happened uh, last weekend, but we're going to start off with a bit of a refresher for everybody, get you up to speed on how the draft works. If you're already familiar with it, there'll be a few extra things in there that you might learn today. Then we'll go through all the uh, all the news. Yeah, it's been a big four days. Introduction to the draft, so my first as a viewer of the NFL. So <laughs> yeah. a lot more content than I was expecting. A lot more fantasy sort of drafts, which I thought were the real drafts, and then to actually see some, then to be told that it hasn't started yet. It's long, hey. Like, yeah, as you said, I feel the draft is hyped up. Like, I feel more because the media just needs something to write about. And there's like 50 mock drafts. There's so much hype. And then it's four long days yeah, of just reading names. It's a lot different to what I am used to in Australia where it's like one night, one afternoon, I'll probably catch 10% of it. Mm. Maybe I'll look at a news article and then just try and see what my team's done and then, then we're off. But a lot, pretty life-changing. It was actually quite inspiring to watch. So I enjoyed a lot of the... Just getting the stories and the understanding of it all. So it was enjoyable. Yeah, there's some amazing stories that came through from the draft. And I guess the best stories are, are yet to come in the next few years as we see how these players develop. But uh, should we get into it? Let's get into it. All right, no worries. So starting with the refresher, the NFL draft is a four-day event where every team around the league selects new players who are leaving college football and putting themselves forward to join an NFL team. Now, prior to the draft kicking off, they hold what Dave was referring to before as the NFL Combine. Do you want to run us through that, Dave? Yeah, it's it's a week-long, I would say, event. Um, like so, an athletics carnival? Yeah, it was, it was quite odd. Um, it's kind of like, an, it's like a test, you would say, where they – but I, I believe players have to choose to go to it. I, th- I kind of found it as like a – seemed like a place you go to try and up your sale. You know, it's like – like a self-promotion type thing. So it's held over a week and it's held in different cities um, all around America each year. And there is a combination. So I believe you come into your selected, what I want to be drafted as, okay. QB. Yep. Wide receiver, tight end. running back. And yep. those groups do their... Their set of like events. So they have different ones. Yeah, uh, This makes yeah. sense. Like the ones that are most famous that people talk about, uh, the 40-yard dash, which is just the quick sprint. Yep. Um, uh, bench, bench press. press yep. Two twenty-five pounds. I think actually, I think a record was broken this year. Oh, okay. Uh, I have to double check that. I think a young bloke got forty-nine reps. Oh my god. Two twenty-five pounds. So that's one hundred and two kilos, I believe. Only just yeah. one more rep than you, homie. That's pretty good. Yeah, I just I did that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you got your vertical jump, broad jump, twenty-yard shuffle, three-cone drill. Yeah, okay. 60-yard shuffle. So it's it's a variety of aptitudes. Getting back to the draft, there are seven rounds, and in each round, every team in the league is able to select a player to join their team. So there's seven rounds, 32 teams, meaning 224 players will be selected on the day or on the weekend. It's quite it's quite a lot. Well, you think about it, if, if every team has a 53-player roster, it's not actually that much, but it is an, an injection. But it's not the only place that teams get new players. Yeah, so I think uh, well, one of the success stories from that, if you think, well, if you're not in the draft, like how are you going to get into the NFL? But uh, Austin Eckler, the running back from the Chargers, 
he was completely undrafted, showed up to training camp, battled his way through and, and ended up being one of the top touchdown scorers of the year. He's not he's not much of a player, is he? I uh, don't know what you're talking about, David. He's fantastic. Well, he just led the most touchdowns for two years in a row, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Chargers shouldn't pay him. Why Why would they pay him more money? Mm, interesting. He carried the team when everyone was injured. Anyway, personal uh, issues aside. <laughs> um, okay, so as we said, seven rounds, 32 teams. But how do they decide who gets to be picked first? There is an order decided when you get to the draft. So basically... Each year, the NFL takes the teams with the win-loss ratio and ranks it worst to best. So if you had the most losses and the least wins, you are going to be number one pick in the draft. So the reason this is is obviously to keep the teams balanced and you know the Super Bowl champion doesn't come in and take the number one prospect. So you finish bottom of the ladder, you get pick one. Exactly. Yep. First dibs. Now, this isn't locked in, of course. People can trade picks, as you said. So okay, yep. Yep, first round of the draft, Texans had draft number two and then they pushed up to draft number three. So they actually probably, I think they traded picks for the future. So in future drafts, um, they don't know where they're going to be in the order. Uh, right, yes. But they can say, we're going to trade you a second round pick or a third round pick or a first round pick to any advantages. So Arizona has given or traded Texas and given them the third pick. Correct, yeah. So they should have been in that position. Yeah, that's right. And they finished third last. Yeah. And, you know, some teams can trade picks for players or players for picks. And one example is uh, Seattle Seahawks traded uh, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos for three players and five draft picks. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're valuable to a lot of teams, especially if they're not projected, I think, to, to win in the next year. They're not putting all their chips in or they don't think they're ready. They're in a, a building period. You know, a growth period. Yeah. Uh, One thing I did notice, actually, I didn't notice on the day, and I don't think the coverage talked about it, or if they did, I wasn't listening. It was a long day. Um, But uh, I did notice that the Miami Dolphins were absent from the first round. Do you have an understanding why? Yeah, so I looked into it, and I only noticed it when I was looking through the list later. But the Dolphins were actually found guilty of tampering. Last year in the off-season, yeah. Tampering? Did you know about this? Tampering with what? Well, not ball tampering because not the Tom Brady one that happened years ago. Basically, in the uh, 2022 off-season, the Miami Dolphins tried to bring Tom Brady, hilariously, since he's involved again, Tom Brady and the coach of now the Broncos, Sean Payton, over to their team, um, which is actually in violation of the NFL's kind of contract negotiations because they were already contracted to other teams. Miami couldn't come and approach them to steal them. Oh, so so you can't approach unless they're unrestricted or unrestricted or given permission by the club. Okay, that's a that's a. I would have thought that would happen very regularly. That's what I thought as well, but there must be some sort of uh, etiquette, I think, towards it. But basically, the Dolphins were forced to pass on their pick for the first round of this year, and I think a third round next year as well. So punishment's not over yet. Well, I think it's. If that's a rule, I think it's justified for the fact they got caught. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. And we're changing jobs. You don't let your current employer know, do you? Yeah. No, but that's for our yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think bad on you, Dolphins. Bad on you. I think the first round pick hurts. Well, it's the seems Dolphins, to who be, are looking pretty good. It seems to be, well, they, they give a whole day to the first round picks. 
Mm. Like I think it highlights how important that day is because it that I found that one even though it was like interesting to see the picks selected, I thought it was the longest day. So much hype, so yeah, many intros, and, it, and what yep. and what is it? It's ten minutes. Each club gets ten minutes or something before they. Yeah, ten minutes to make the pick. So. Even the first team gets 10 minutes to get the pick. And, and I had a bit of a, a rant at the television at this point. Yeah. Like you've known you're the first pick the entire time. The amount of players to pick from hasn't changed. Personally, day one, you shouldn't even. Otherwise, you should be three minutes max. And that's the time to get from wherever you're making that decision to the stage. All right. Maybe it's advertising. It's the NFL. It's likely advertising that they're uh, yeah, drawing that out It's revenue-based. We all, know. We all yeah. know why it's dragged out for four days. Yeah. Oh man. Um, an interesting thing um, for people to note with the the draft is the last pick of the draft, and this became kind of more popularly known and more famous, I think, this year for a very specific reason. But when you are selected as the very, very last pick of the draft, you are given the name Mister Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. Seems, seems like, Mr. Irrelevant. You are. That's a bit of a troll for someone that's just made it's the quite NFL, cruel. right? When, yeah, yeah, when like quite cruel. So this this came in in like the, the 60s. Um, but something I figured out today is they actually get a trophy and it's called the Lowe's Man Trophy. Lowe's Man? Lowe's Man Trophy. It's meant to be the opposite to the Highs Man Trophy, which is given to the best college player. Oh. And the statue is of a guy literally fumbling a football. That's a decent troll, isn't it? <laughs> I, so I guess rude. it lowers your expectations of like yeah. all you got to do is probably turn up and you get a and everyone's happy. <laughs> well, there was apparently a time in the '60s where like the Rams were going to get um, the irrelevant pick, and oh no, they were second last, so they they really wanted to get the irrelevant pick, so they passed to give it to the Steelers. So the Steelers would take the second last pick and then they'd get the last pick. And the Steelers and them kept switching because the media coverage that you would get from getting Mr. Irrelevant was actually massive and a massive benefit to the club. And so they kept trading for days after until the the NFL commissioner eventually stepped in and forced them to make a pick. So if you're getting picked up in round seven, you're, you're probably looking to be Mr. Irrelevant, right? Yeah. Well, like the biggest thing that's happened for that Position. So there's been one Mr. Irrelevant who's won a Super Bowl in the past. Well, you said something about Purdy before. Yeah. So Purdy, Brock Purdy was selected last in the draft of 2022. He was made Mr. Irrelevant and, of course, was the backup's backup QB for the 49ers last year. And when Trey Lance and, and Jimmy Garoppolo get injured, they have to go to Brock to step up. And, of course, you know, fairy tale, classic America Cinderella story. He goes from Mr. Irrelevant to leading the 49ers into the playoffs and is actually possibly tipped to start as the opening QB next year. All right, let's jump into our key takeaways from the 2023 NFL Draft and I'll kick this one off with first pick of the draft. Again announced first, Bryce Young. Quarterback selected by the Carolina Panthers. You know They've been trying to find a reliable quarterback They've had about eight different quarterbacks start for them in the past five years. So giving them some direction, some stability can't be a bad thing. Is the expectation he walks in and plays? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So he'll – it was interesting. So the top – so 
three out of the top four were quarterbacks taken. Yes, I believe so. Except the yeah, third pick, which was um, a defensive player taken by the Texans. Yeah, and that's understandable because they're not going to take two quarterbacks. No, not at all. So, well, they could. But yeah. yeah, it is the Texans. It, it'd be odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they just want to get them to draft uh, to to give them up. Later. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, yeah, it's, it's a good trade yeah. later. They talked a lot about his height as well, Holmes. Like he was, he's five foot eight, and as a quarterback, they, they, they've kind of said that is going to be a massive disadvantage. So, what do you what do you reckon about that? Like a disadvantage in what way? We don't understand, or I don't understand uh, their playing structure. Like he might be a massive advantage being short for the way they want to play. I think it's I think it's subjective to just say because of someone's height, they're not going to be great at. Like we've got a mini man running around at the moment. So yeah, yeah, little Kyla. Yeah, Kyla Murray. But it's a yeah. I I just think it's you're just looking for negatives. I, I totally agree. You. Like I think they're just looking for something, like looking for a problem. Sometimes fit feedback is no feedback. You know, it's like this kid is going to he'll show us if height is a problem, and then we can then we can judge him. Yeah, but he's obviously got to this point. He's got to the number one pick being the same height he is right now. Like, we've got players in here that are 6'7". He was playing against them in college. He knows what he's up against, and he, he may have an incredible running game. Like I, I, He's definitely... I've seen that the footage they put up before the draft, he's wave-avoiding the pocket. He's quick. He's lightning. Like, it's something you have to adapt to, right? And it, what's it matter... It doesn't matter about height if you're not if you're out of the pocket throwing it. No. Right. <laughs> We've seen Mahomes, he doesn't stay in the pocket, does no. he? I think it's an in- interesting critique. And this is where I get a bit confused by the column, uh, combine as well because it's like they're using something, like they're assessing these players on attributes, mm. not on – like he might, he's, might be just a white line feeder. Like he might be an absolute animal on the field. <laughs> I, you, you know, it's like I don't see it as um, an absolute – a measure of a player's quality because if you if height was important, we would have taken probably someone else of different stature. Anthony Richardson, you know, he's a big body quarterback selected by the Colts. He's a big fella. He's a physical player. Instead of avoiding the rush, he's probably going to try swap them off him. Yeah, and, and it's like I think as long as it suits what the Panthers want to do, mm. the style of play they want to play, I don't see it as a as an issue for them. There's a lot of development to go, and I think. You know, my uh, second uh, person I got listed here is Bijan Robinson. Like he was selected, he's a superstar running back in college, uh, selected by the Falcons. Now they already had a decent running back. They've got a, a pretty much a rookie quarterback who only played half a year last year. I was a bit confused why they picked a running back if they already had a, a, a running back who you know he's run a thousand yards in his career. They're a team without as many weapons. It's almost like they're going to be the Titans, and their one play is going to be a running back. As you say, this is just one player is not going to solve everything. There's like a long road to go for these guys. So one of my main takeaways from the draft was, one, obviously we had three quarterbacks taking the first four picks. Three of those were African-American quarterbacks as well, which is the first time in history, to my understanding. Um, I thought that was interesting because my viewing of NFL so far is that the quarterback is the most important player. So are these teams going to grow around these players or are they, like how will they develop these players into making their franchise a better franchise? 
So obviously a heavy, heavily quarterback year. Yeah. Which is also an interesting thing that they yeah. don't think there's well, any some some crops new- of the draft have more quarterbacks than not. This one is one of those. Uh, yeah, not as many wide receivers. This one actually has quite a fair few. Yeah, and I thought that's an interesting takeaway for me. Just just the balance of what teams will, like what franchises will do with these with these selections. Are these going to be legacy building mm. moments for these yeah, teams? Yeah, franchise quarterbacks. Be, yeah. Yeah, or or will it be a um, flash in the pan? We have a couple of seasons and then we're on to rebuild again. So I'm going to be interested for those teams. So I'm looking at the Panthers, Texans, and the Colts to see if they can do anything with this quality that they've picked up. The other takeaway for me was the balance of picks in the top first round was interesting. Now the heavy quarterbacks first up and then we rolled into some center backs, defensive ends, running backs. I was trying to work out what is the first round about? What's the player everyone's looking for? I was probably a bit naive. You think quarterbacks, that makes the most sense, right? Like you, you want a quarterback, there's not so many. If they're good, they're of course going to be taken early. But were you surprised by the amount of you know defensive ends, uh, cornerbacks, those type of defensive players that were coming through? I was more curious around when it, it sort of came in blocks. So the, there was a hit of quarterbacks and a hit of defensive, hit of um, wide receivers. And I was just like, I wonder how much was competition between don't take my player yeah, yeah. and how much was that person's going to fit exactly where we I just wonder that first round, is it, it's, is it a flex round? We're just like, don't touch the player I yep. want. Or is it a actual, that person's going to improve our, like that's the person we need. Yeah, I, I always I always struggle with this because you see every team posts after the draft, we got the one we wanted. Yep, he's our man. Yeah. You would say that you say that anyway. Like I bet your guide got taken the the draft. Uh, sorry, the round or pick before you. Yeah, because we saw pick twenty, Jackson Smith Najigba. Yep, that's our that's our boy. I I flagged him in the combine. I thought he was really impressive, and then obviously he was the first wide receiver taken, and I I I could just get the feeling that others probably wanted him, and then that created a flow on effect. Oh yeah, because once that once he disappears, you gotta you gotta snag yeah, your guys. So then everyone's like, we better get our second. So Chargers then take theirs, uh, the Ravens then take theirs, and then the Vikings take theirs. So I thought that was an interesting little sequence there. It was. I was I was watching this quite closely as well. Um, my dad actually he he really pointed out Jackson Smith to Jigba. He's a big fan, so I'm keen to see how he plays for the Seahawks. That's you know the third weapon that they'll have in the wide receiver. The one, as you mentioned, the Ravens, I was really excited for the Ravens. So same day as the first round of the draft, Ravens re-signed their deal with Lamar Jackson, which has been in the ether for mm. fuck knows how long. It's just been happening and happening. And then finally they signed him. A few days before that, they signed Odell Beckham Jr., veteran-style wide receiver, helped the Rams get to the Super Bowl and win, and then they signed Zay Flowers and wide receiver in the first round of the draft. So they're just stacking up weapons, and if everyone can stay healthy, my eyes on the the Ravens this year. I'm really excited to watch them. I personally thought like the best team that performed for the whole draft would have had to have been the Eagles. Yeah, which is crazy, right? They just come yeah. off like just obviously just missing the Super Bowl by a controversial call, and they somehow do the best in the draft. Like surely that list. Like you can't deny that that list gets a lot stronger compared to probably any of the other performers in the in the draft overall. 
Well, one thing actually tied to what you were just mentioning with the Eagles as well is this ties in. The Lions signed uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, a running back, and they did this after losing two gun running backs. So Jamal Williams has gone over to the Saints. And just after the draft, when they picked up Jameer, the Lions traded DeAndre Swift, their second running back, to the Eagles. So not only did they get those great draft picks, they've now got another weapon running back in their squad. I thought the Cardinals... Overall, did pretty well as well. I thought they picked up some interesting things that'll balance out their team coming up. I'm interested to see if that makes an improvement for their for their squad. Yeah, and they you know they need a lot of work on their squad. I don't know where that comes from, but from I think being a playoff contender a couple of years ago, they're really kind of down in the dumps at the moment. So yeah, I hope I hope this picks it up for them. Well, they've finally got some pass protection for Kyle Murray, so, <laughs> so maybe that's what you do for short players. He doesn't have to Just run kidding. everywhere for the entire yeah, game. What's a what's a what's a matter if you're um, five foot five foot ten? If you've got a if you've got a <laughs> a defensive yeah wall in front of you, basically, yeah, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, but yeah, you problem is yeah. seeing over the wall more than likely. But beyond that, you should be fine. Go through the wall. through the wall. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Through the wall. Just to keep, obviously, these ones brief for you guys, but uh, I think CJ Stroud, he was picked in, uh, pick two for the Texans, as we talked about earlier, one of the quarterbacks was picked up early. Look, if anything, in my mind, this will at least make the Texans worth somewhat watching in the next season, at least for the first few games. I really hope this picks up. The Texans have been basically unmentionable for two years, so... They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. He'll be kicking off for them next season. I hope this lifts things for the Texans because I can't name or figure out one player or one key moment from their season last year. I'll shout out a big honourable mention to a couple of players that I followed through the the combine Mm. and drew my attention in. Uh, One was Cody Mouch. Cody Mouch, the big fella. Not only the big fella, the big... Redhead. <laughs> this is my Viking watch for the year. Viking watch, so, not the Minnesota yes. Vikings, though. No, yeah, I'm going to have to change that. All right, let's go with Ranger watch. <laughs> Ranger so, watch. Okay. <laughs> Cody. Cody it is. Yeah. Cody, my Ranger, drafted at pick number 48. Absolute monster. 196, 136 kegs. Jesus. Redhead, long flowing redhead. Yep. Front teeth missing, as far as I can tell. Anyway, that might be just the way he looks. But and a darling, and a darling's a boot. So he, he, my, he looks like an absolute sweetheart when he was getting picked. Yeah. But I'd hate to be opposite him on the field. Yeah, I, I think I think everything up until the moment the ball's um, snapped, <laughs> snapped <laughs> is 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 all happiness. But so he'll be on my watch. He's going to Tampa Bay. Uh, so keep an eye out for him. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. And then the other one that I really was interested in and surprised that he didn't go earlier was Darnell Washington. Tight end, 201 centimetres. Yeah, so about 6'5". Six 6'5", five. Six five, 119, and an absolute athlete. 119. 119 kegs. Woo. So this boy, so in the combine, I recommend you check it out. Unbelievable one-handed grab. I... I thought based on his attributes, he would have gone higher. Yeah. But I'm interested to see if that's my novice opinion. I just like Number one in your mountains. draft, hey? Yeah. Give me our mountains all day. 
I want the big boys. I want them dominating. <laughs> so they're my two that I'm going to be watching closely this season. Oh, um, I did want to, um, if you haven't seen it, I think it's noteworthy. Dallas Cowboys' father. Oh, yes. That was a beautiful moment. Really nice video. Got to ring his own son and tell him he'd been drafted to his team. Uh, I thought that was that was something I really I, I thought that was a really highlight of that of the draft myself. I thought that was a really special. My sister sent me the cliff and like I, I said to her, I was like, "This is almost tear worthy." Like it was getting me like quite emotional. Like if if you yeah. haven't seen the video, go check it out. It's all over Instagram at the moment, but I'm sure it's on YouTube. Uh, I believe his dad works in the the Dallas organization. Yeah, he's been. I think he's been there a long time too, by reports. Um, so I thought that was really. I thought there was a lot of a lot of those. I think like American TV did that well. Mm. Um, that sort of ringing. I guess that's why they have the ten minutes because they got to ring the person. Yes, telling telling they're going to be taking him, and then sort of. I thought it was nice. The coach spoke seemed to speak to most of the players they picked up. I thought that was weird. Yeah. The manners were really nice of the players too. I thought there were some really good moments. There um, were some players who were drafted who I thought, okay, you get signed to a new company, right? You're going to walk in. You shake hands with the CEO. Thank you for having me here. Looking forward to working with you. They walk on the stage and there was those guys, six, seven, and just picking up Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, in a bear hug and lifting him about two metres off the ground. And like, I just made me nervous. I was like, what are you doing? This? you got to make a good impression. What a great job, though. Yeah. Being able to just tell those kids that they've, they've made it. Yeah. Like, what a, how good. Like, that's a great day. And he right? was dapping them up. Like, he had, like, special handshakes with half of them. And, like, they all just were so excited. It was so cool. Should we uh, discuss <laughs> yes. the day one? Mayo oh, boy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of it when we were talking. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So... Give us the context. So, here, so we, we're just bringing up Will Levis here, who this was kind of heartbreaking in its own way. Will Levis was one of the forecasted top picks for the quarterbacks. And if you didn't see the draft, they basically, there's a back room at the back of the stage where all of these prospects who don't know if they're getting picked or not, but likely are. Kind of like a green, green room. Right? Yeah, like a green room, but it's yeah. this giant hall. They've got leather booths. They're, they're sisters, their mom's there, the dad's there, girlfriend's there, and it's all just, you know, this beautiful kind of moment. But the awkward thing is if you don't get picked, you're kind of just sitting there, and then the cameras just cameras smell blood in the you. water. Yeah, and what we saw on day one was just endless coverage of poor Will Levis, who was not picked up throughout the whole whole day of round one. And who had poorly <laughs> pre-draft had quoted that he did not want that to happen. Yes, yes. Yeah. He goes, God, right. wouldn't that be terrible? I would probably walk out. Yeah, I would only go if I knew I was in the first half of the draft on that day. Yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? It's, it sounds a bit stupid, but do you know when like a celebrity dies and then they show you the same four photos on yeah. the 24-hour news? They drew me in. I had no, I did not know who Will Levis was. He was not on my radar from anything that I'd seen up until that point where I Carson shared a lovely clip of a kid deciding that mayonnaise in his coffee was a real thing. I did ask Dave at the time. This is Will Levis. He he's putting mayonnaise in his coffee, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I've been known to do this." He said, "Just yeah. based on that fact alone, you don't get to look at stats. He's your quarterback. Do you sign him?" 
Yeah, he ain't getting signed. <laughs> like, there's a there's a reason he went to day two because no one's putting their name sense. against Mayo Boy. You know, Mister Irrelevant. That's a you know you can live with that tag. It's you know mm. it's got legacy about it. Mayo Boy, no one wants that tag. <laughs> you know? And and also like you go to the combine to to make yourself more known, like to the yeah to up to up your steps, yeah to present you know, as to, the best option yeah. on the field. My agent comes to me and says, "We're going to put you on TV." <laughs> they want to apparently they want to show you drinking your special coffee. Like if I'm his agent, I'm talking to him saying, "You keep that in your back pocket." Yeah, you yeah. don't tell anyone yeah. about this mayonnaise. You keep that in your bag and do it in the bathrooms yeah. later. Yeah, I, I don't even want you. Um, like just put it in a put it in a sugar container or something, like in a milk container or something, so people don't actually know what it is. That agent is like he, he cost himself two million dollars for sure. Oh, hundred percent, it's yeah. gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, a, and a lifetime yeah. of misery. All right. Why'd you let me eat mayonnaise on the camera? <laughs> well, you're not living that down, are you? <laughs> yeah, not at all. It's the strangest thing I've ever yeah. seen. But but to be fair, he gets drafted by the Tennessee Titans, who need a quarterback. Tannehill's, well, he's playing, isn't he? He's, he's playing, right? Yeah, he's going to be playing, and also he's playing for actually a decent club who have actually been getting up there. Like I, they didn't have a great year last year, but I would much rather be signed to the Titans than the Texans. But my boy Darnell, he's he's yelling at him across the line saying. Mayo boy. Mayo boy. All right. Well, that's it for draft week of 2023. Thanks, homie. Thanks, Kurt. We'll uh, catch you guys on the next step. Bye. Bye.